Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. You're listening to the Coffee Schmooze podcast, but you knew that. You knew that those those who came to listen intentionally came to listen. And uh, I think there are other listeners. I know there are other listeners outside my mother and my grandmother's. Those only account for three listeners and episodes get, you know, for downloads, they get between 20 and 30 downloads an episode. So that's three, that is, that's 10 times more than the, the, my mother and my two grandmothers. So that's good. You know, probably my girlfriend's mom listens. So that's four. And then the aunt, so that's five. So there's, there's, there's five, there's five, those are five listeners of, of women who just, who just can't get enough of, of their offspring or their offspring's romantic partner, just needing to know all the information, gathering all the information about the person, which is fine. Par for the course, I accept and enjoy the listenership of these maternal figures. Um, but there's more, I'm not just doing a podcast for my mom and grandmothers. I'm just not because the numbers are a little bit higher than that. There's higher numbers. There's other listeners. And that's just for the downloads. There's also people who don't download the episode onto their phone or whatever who listen. And that's nice too, you know? And then you'll meet them. You'll meet these people who are listeners, who are longtime listeners. And they'll, they'll say things about you. They understand the pod. They understand it. So, and it, so, so that's nice. So, so I, I actually don't feel like I'm doing this in vain. I feel like I am serving a small purpose in this and I enjoy doing it. Um, and it's nice to do, and it's nice to solo pod. I've been having guests on the pod and that's been really nice, but the, the fact is, I think at the essence of this, it's a, it's a solo pod, too. It doesn't always have to have guests. It's a solo pod, um, stream of consciousness, discussions, kind of in a liminal space between comedy and conversation. And there's, there's an art to talking. It's the ancient art of conversation, but this is the ancient art of monologue. And the listener is the scene partner. The, the, the listener in the abstract is the scene partner. It's the person I'm discussing. Um, and so that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. I've been um, getting ready to move out of my apartment. I've spent three years in a studio apartment. And it's, you know, it got a little out of... It, it stopped really being a, a living space and started just to be an art studio and a law office, and a place where I write, and all that creative energy just kind of creates an explosion, and so it's pretty rough and rugged in here. It's not, it's really just a place for me to to sleep and work, and that was a dream of mine. That was a long life dream. That was my dream to you know be able to live like a true artist and write and paint and just live that kind of free spirited 
existence and I did it. And after this time, I'm like, you know what? I want to live in a home. I want to, I'm, I'm getting to a point. It's, I reached a breaking point where it's like, you know, I want, I want to, I want to live in a place where I can feel good about cooking, you know, where it doesn't feel disgusting. And I would like a, um, I'd like a dishwasher, you know, I want a dishwasher so I don't have to, I don't have to feel the pain of washing my dishes every single time, all the time. Um, and you know, and I want a separate space. I want a separate art studio where I can go with the desk and I can, you know, do my work and make paintings and sell my paintings and make the podcast, but just have a space, a studio space for, for the, for the creativity. Um, so I've reached that point in my life. So I'm, I'm having to scrub the floors. I'm having to scrub the floors of my apartment because I was just like, fuck it. I'll, I'll deal with it later. I'm just going to let the artistic process be the number one priority. I'm just going to paint. And so now I'm just on my hands and knees scrubbing the paint off. And it's hard because there's just the paint spreads in these little tiny circles, these little tiny circles. So it's like, it takes, it's something like there's some, it takes 50% of effort to take to get 80% of the work done and then the other 50% to take 30. I have a really smart friend who told me that because the end is that to finish a project, it feels like it just takes so much work to get so little done in comparison to the start of the project when you're really flying. And so that's what I'm doing. And I, for a while I was like, you know what? You're not no painting, no painting until you scrub the floors. You're not allowed to paint, David, until you scrub all the floors and paint over the walls. You're not allowed to paint. But then, but then, but then it, all I'm doing is just missing painting, craving and dreaming about painting and thinking about paintings. And I'm like, well, fuck, I, I, maybe I'll make just some small paintings. Maybe I'll make some small paintings with with some inexpensive paint, you know, because I don't want to torture myself. I, I, there's no point in torturing myself. So that's what I did. I go to target, get some, get some small paints, but I'm trying to be better. I have some nice clothes. Now I went to men's warehouse and got a suit and I got some nice things and I'm trying to be like, don't paint in the nice things because the paint gets everywhere. Try to have some clothes where there's not paint all over them. Like, why don't you try to do that? And so I'm trying to get off to, to, to do it. But, but even yesterday, I was wearing a nice shirt, and I was like, I didn't want to take the shirt off. I was like, oh, be very careful. And then I started painting. I was like, you know what? It's better to just take the shirt off. Just take the shirt off and paint in no shirt. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll paint in the nude. Sometimes I'll paint in the nude, and that's quite a fun feeling. Um it's quite a, quite a, quite a fun feeling. Um, but so that's kind of what's going on with the painting. It's just, it's just, um, it's laborious. It's a laborious medium, but it's fantastic. It feels great to do. It feels so great to do. 
Um, but so that's kind of what's going on. And I, the reason I bought the suit is because I'm going to Atlanta next week. Um, I'm going to Atlanta, no, tomorrow, today. I'm going to Atlanta today for a, for a wedding, for a wedding, for one of my girlfriend's friends' weddings, another wedding, you know, another wedding. We keep doing it. People keep, people, people keep, keep taking, people keep doing it, you know. There's a big, there's a big wedding industry. There's a big wedding industry that plants this idea in little girls' brains that they get to have this day. It's something I can't really relate to, but every girl from the littlest age dreams of being the bride and having this whole whoop dee dee do around them, and it's like a childhood dream that needs to be fulfilled. And, um, you know, the, the white dress and the whole, the whole ritual, it, it's, it's for the bride. Weddings are for the bride. Weddings are for the bride. They want that shit. Um, and if they get divorced, they want that shit again. There's no, I've never really met the groom and I'm talking in heterosexual couples because I don't, or, you know, man, women couples. Cause I don't really, I don't know many lesbian couples or, um, gay couples. I know one, I know, you know, one of my best friends is a gay man who's in a, uh, who he's engaged right now, but I don't know what his stance is on a wedding. If they're doing the big wedding or how much he wants the big wedding that hasn't been discussed. So I can't, I, I can't give an analysis on this, but on the heterosexual couples, it just seems like it's about the bride. It's what the bride wants. And where did the bride get this idea from being a little girl and seeing her friends do it? And like that dream and that what the friends do in the little dream is created a, you know, a multi-million dollar industry, a multi-million dollar industry based off this dream, this, this dream that was planted in a, in a child's mind that somehow they would be a failure or their life would be incomplete if they did not have this wedding. And we've all been to weddings. Some weddings are good weddings. Other weddings aren't so good. You know, you can feel that shit. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. I learned this truth at a young age. When I was at NYU, I worked at a catering restaurant. And, uh, and um, you know, a catering event space. So there would be weddings. And when I was there, sometimes there would be ceremonies. Sometimes I'd feel that shit. And other times I'm like, ooh, ooh, I do not feel this shit. And as an adult, you go to weddings. And some weddings, you're like, wow, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful wedding. And other weddings, you're like, what the, what the fuck is this shit? What the fuck is this shit? But I never hear a guy, a heterosexual guy being like, man, I can't wait to have a wedding. Can't wait to have a wedding. I can't wait to have a wedding. I just don't, I, I just don't, I don't want 
I don't really want that, to be honest with you. I don't want that. I, keep it small. Keep it small. The whole thing of, you know, traveling and paying for all the things and do the things and, you, you know, it's... It's work. It's work. But it's off some but 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 sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's really great. See see that's the thing. Weddings can go either way. They can really go either way. Just like marriages. Just like marriages. Just like that there's a 50% divorce rate in marriages. Weddings can go either way. Sometimes a wedding can be super fucking fun. And other times a wedding is a lot of work. And sometimes a wedding is middle ground. You just don't know. But we're going to, you just go to all these weddings. It's like, you go to, it's, you, you know, we have, you know, if you're lucky, you get 90 to 100 years to live. And at the, at the one third mark, you know, that's when you kind of go, all right, all right, you know, all right, you want to do this thing? All right, let's do this thing together. You know, they're like, all right, you, you'll be my family now and I'll be your family and we'll go down this path of life together around the one third mark. That's when most people do it. You know, most, cause they, that, that's when most people in our present day age, you know, kind of get a feel for like, all right, this is what life is. All right. This is what life is. And you know, it's time to, it's time to, to, to put the, put Put the both feet down on planet Earth, and you know, bend your knees, and you know, sit sit in a sit in a chair pose, you know, and feel the burn, you know, and so, and that's, and it's a beautiful thing. There's a beautiful thing. I mean, people people want there there the you know, there's all I know is that when you when you watch it when you watch a movie, you want or a play. Let's do a thing. Let's talk about the theater. When you go to the theater, you want to see people talk about life, love, and death. Like the big questions that every individual is really saddled with. Like the meaning of life. Is there a meaning? That existential question. Death. We all experience it and we're all, we're all afraid of it. And um, Moisha just stepped on the computer and you know life the meaning of the meaning of life death we're all afraid of it and love like the the craziness about love you know how difficult and challenging is but we still do it because there's a part of us that really needs it and enjoys it and it and it fills fills uh you know a hole in our hearts those are the big three things and i think that's why you know, we keep going to weddings and why weddings are so challenging is because they um, address the issue of love, which is so complex. Um, love is so complex and a wedding represents kind of a high point of, you know, the dedication and commitment to the complexity. And so that's a nice thing, I guess, you know, that's a good thing. And it's, and it, and it, and it is nice in the sense that it gets you out the house, you know, because, because traveling is expensive, but, um, you can do it. You can totally do it. And so it's nice to, to, it's nice to have a reason to go somewhere and go somewhere and do the damn thing. 
Um, and so that's exciting. So I'm excited to go to Atlanta and hang out with my girlfriend's family and do all the shit. It'll be nice. Um, it will be nice. It will be a nice thing to do. Um, you know, hang out, do my thing. Um, you know, do a little bit of, do a little bit of work, work, you know, it's not a full vacation, got some work things to do. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the shit, you know, it's, that's kind of what, that's what the fuck, that's what the fuck is up. That's what the fuck is up. Um, yeah, that's what the, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, yeah, when, you know, went to the laundromat this morning, washed some clothes, getting ready for the big trip, got a suit. Um, it would just be not, I'm kind of like this, you know, the work from home life is, is, is challenging. It's, it's not easy. You know, nothing's easy. Nothing is easy going into the, I couldn't go into an office. I couldn't go into an office. I'm too, I'm too, I'm too, I'm too sensitive and introverted for that. But, but it would be nice to, you know, have something to go to in the day that makes you miss being at home. You know, like if I had an office with a, with a, with a buddy, like my friend, my friend who I was talking about, Steve, you know, he's a lawyer and we talk a lot about law and our practices and everything. And he runs his own practice. It would be nice if we had like an office where we go hang out bullshit for a couple hours during the day. But, but he's in California. I live in New York, so that's not going to happen. But, um, I will be a New York lawyer in a year, which will be nice because do a little bit more in person stuff, help, help the people that I know, you know, got a problem. I can help you with it. Um, so I'm going to get that in a year, which will be nice. And then, you know, maybe go into a courthouse and maybe make an argument here and there. Um, cause that is a lot of fun and, uh, that will be a good time. And yeah, more paintings to sell almost done with my book. And, um, that's it. It just feels good to solo pod. I was having some resistance solo potting. I was having some resistance to doing a solo pod, but then, um, I have, I have, I have figured it out. I figured it out. I pushed through. I got it out. I got, I got the solo pod out. It felt good to get the solo pod out. Sometimes it can just be this raw. Sometimes it can be this raw, you know, and, and that's the solo pod. God bless. God bless.